You are listening to HHS bonus content from the Hillbilly Horror Stories Network. This bonus content is released during the week for your listening pleasure while awaiting the release of Sunday's actual Hillbilly Horror Stories episode. All bonus content will be listed as HHS Presents or HHS Midweek while the actual Hillbilly Horror Stories episodes will have only an episode number and the title listed, for example, 187, The Kentucky Vampires. Those episodes are a longer deep dive into a particular subject. If you are new to the show and the bonuses aren't your style, get the full-length episode to try. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to episode 9 of the Fear of the Week with Leslie Fear, and she'll be on in a little bit to tell you about... This ain't Leslie. Well, no. <laughs> but she'll be on in a little bit to tell you about Ouija boards and uh, Zozo. Oh no. Oh no, Zozo. <laughs> Please stop. And... I am joined by Kristen. Hey. And we're going to do some paranormal news stories. All right, let's do it. So, Kristen, you have a fan. Oh, my God, guys. I have a fan. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just don't, Jerry can't find it. Uh, he's trying to show me where <laughs> someone wrote a comment about me, and now he can't find it. So, I think he's just trying to boost my ego. It was definitely a guy, and he said that he loved anything with you in it because you were his favorite. <gasps> Oh, my God. Well, whoever you are, I'll know once Jerry finds this quote-unquote comment. If we didn't have all these different forms of social media, <laughs> it would probably be a little easier. Well, thank you. Thanks, you guys. It's so nice to feel loved. <laughs> all right. So, here's our story for the night. It says, Price slashed on UK's spookiest house with 50 tombstones in the front garden. What? The converted Methodist church in the picturesque Norfolk village of North Lopham has proved to be difficult to sell with estate agents Bedford's slashing the price in a bid to shift it. I'd say. Estate agents, desperate to sell Britain's spookiest house, which has a graveyard in the front yard, have slashed the asking price by almost a third. Oh my god. Hell, I'll move into it for that. You are going to be by yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Buyers have been scared off by the 50 tombstones in the garden of the converted Methodist church. The newly renovated three-bedroom property has never been lived in. What? That don't make no sense. Well, I guess because it was a church. Oh. So now it's been renovated to a house. Oh. And so nobody probably has lived in it. Oh. Selling agents Bedfords have failed to flog it. For more than 18 months. What does that mean? Well, I guess They're smacking it. This is... (laughs) Wrong show. I think... I think in Great Britain, that must be another term for selling. I'm going to start using that in the U.S. Yeah. I've already used it in the U.S. I love when Girl Scouts flog Girl Scout cookies. Well... You know, the only time I've ever heard flogging, ain't that what they, like when they hit you with uh, a cane or something, ain't that called flogging? Uh, I think it's like if you hit, I don't know, you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I'd don't. i have to Google it. <laughs> They've dropped the price of the Grand 2 listed property from, I guess this is 630 pounds maybe in April 2018 and when it was first went on the market to 450,000 pounds. Jeez Louises. Yet despite the massive discount, Bedfords are still struggling to attract buyers at the spooky mansion. Partner Emerson Dutton, and when Dutton speaks, everybody listens. Who the frick is Dutton? 
It's an old commercial. You probably don't remember E.F. Hutton. No. <laughs> no, I don't. Anyone who can look beyond the tombstones will be getting a bargain. <laughs> he said it's such a nice house. They've done an amazing job on it. We've dropped the price on a number of occasions. For the money, you will not find a better building. But the graves are the problem, rightly or wrongly. It wouldn't bother me, but it clearly does bother others. He joked, they're usually a quiet bunch. Oh my gosh, <laughs> he has a sense of humor. They could just do like poltergeist and just throw all the tombstones away yeah. and just build something on top of it. Dr. Dutton explained that many prospective buyers said that they would not discuss the house because of the tombs. If someone does, a, does have the inclination to look at it, regardless of the graves, they will get a really good value on the house. The agent said he hoped to finally flog the property in a new year. <laughs> Market conditions haven't been ideal, but the graves keep coming up as the main problem. I think come the new year, someone will discover it and see a beautifully renovated chapel conversion. Former church resides in picturesque Norfolk village of North Lopham. I love how these stories just repeat themselves. Mm -hmm. The chapel was built in 1810, but went out of service five years ago as the congregation dwindled. That means everybody died off. <laughs> and they're probably all buried in the front yard. <laughs> oh, R.I.P. It has since been converted to a modern home, but the original buyers never moved in. Hmm. Buyers can't remove the tombstones as they are owned by the Church of England for another 999 years. Well, I'd say they're not going anywhere anytime soon. No. If you turn 999 years upside down, though. <gasps> How could you? The main the door person. of the property has been moved to the around the back of the half an acre site with a spacious garden. The driveway to the right of the house, so occupants would rarely have to look at the spooky tombstones out front. The house has three bedrooms and a modern open-plan kitchen. Hmm. As well as prospective buyers, ghost hunters have come to look at the graves. One group wanted to bring their tuning fork to the to the trace the spirits. Remind me what a tuning fork is. Do you know? I guess it's a um, um, like the like the things we used. At the Sally yeah, house? but I don't know if that's what, it, like the divining rods, but I don't oh, know if that's, because yeah. I think of a tuning fork, I think of literally like a giant fork, uh, fork that you hit and it, and it just makes a sound. Zzz, yeah. Like that. <laughs> but it's probably the divining rods. Yeah. Many of the inscriptions on the graves are still visible. There are 36 headstones still standing in the garden with 14 lint, lint against the building. Oh, they're leaning. So, what do you think? Would you move in? You wouldn't move in? Seriously? Ugh. That wouldn't bother me at all. I mean, so... Uh, I mean, I guess I would. I could just probably just throw, like, a tarp over it or something if it's, like... Think you could throw a tarp <laughs> over a graveyard. I mean, if it, like, got on my nerves every time I saw it. Or unless it's, like, Rosie O'Donnell's palm dress or something. That would. <laughs> oh, poor Rosie. <laughs> would you live in it? Mm-hmm. Would you, it wouldn't bother me at all. Would you live in the house that... Um, Mr. Crowley lived in? That one's a little different. Yeah, I, I probably wouldn't do that. <laughs> Me neither. Yeah. Would you go in it and visit it? Yes. Another question. This doesn't have anything to do with the house. Um, Dakota and I were reading um, a story on Robert the Doll, and it says that you have to ask for permission. Did you ask for permission when you took your picture with Your mother him? asked for permission. Does that count? Because you were in the picture. <laughs> I know, but she... But, 
I asked silently. I didn't like publicly, even though people were. And look, he I, is look, not telepathic. I get it. you don't know that. I well, he's never spoke a word in his life. And <laughs> <laughs> so, he was telling people to do stuff, so oh. obviously he is. I don't know. I just uh, I'm not a very superstitious person. But you're a little stitious. <laughs> a little stitious. <laughs> and so I wasn't going to just in front of everybody because there was probably uh, 25 of us or something. I would, and everybody else was walking. I would have been like, yo, Raw, let me get a selfie. Yeah. Bobby, come here. I would have done it. I mean, I just. And, and Tracy asked, I'm in the picture. She's at, it's got to be the same. How did she ask? Was she like, um, hey, Robert, can he get a picture with you? I like how you're trying to do her voice when you sound just like her. <laughs> but she's regular... more country. <laughs> <laughs> she has more twang. <laughs> but she was, yeah, it was almost like it was scripted out, you know, dramatic. Robert, <laughs> could we partake in a photo? Did she say, thank you so much when you got done? She did. Oh, I knew she it. She did. She said, thank you, Robert. Oh, my gosh. That's so nice. He probably is like, oh, what a nice lady. I won't, I won't go home with them and haunt their house. Thanks, Mom, for that. All right. Let's listen to from from one bit of uh, superstition, I guess. Okay. On what can happen. We'll jump into Leslie's story. No, I'm scared. About the Ouija boards. All righty. You're listening to the fear of the week. With author Leslie Fear. Hey everybody, welcome to this edition of Fear of the Week featuring author Leslie Fear. You can pick up all of her books on Amazon. Leslie, welcome back to the show. Hello, Jerry and Tracy. How are you guys? <laughs> Good, good. How you doing, hon? We are so, I'm so good. I'm so good. Things are good. Everybody's happy. Um, Perfect. I'm, I'm glad you guys are safe from the tornadoes. My goodness. What the oh, heck? Oh my gosh. Yeah, that, that was a scary thing. Yeah. That was yeah, luckily, good. luckily it was a little farther away from us, but there was, uh, there was some in Kentucky, but uh, we, we were good. It wasn't in our area. Right. Well, that's good. I know this is probably going to come out way after that and this will be old news, but hey, today it's not. It's not going to be that old. It's coming out next week. Okay, good. Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> That's funny. And by the way, the intro, I never really talked to you about that, and I think it's great. You're talking about the intro with the uh, the, the, the lightning and the thunder? Yeah, and... yeah. And you did that yourself. Very impressive. I did. I guess, I guess technically it's just the thunder because you really can't uh, hear lightning. <laughs> So, That's true. But I can assume it was there. Yeah. Well, you know, where there is thunder, there is lightning. So, yes, of course you can that assume it. It's fine. Yes. That's funny. But no, you did a good job. Thank you for that. Well, I figure you're a dynamic personality. You needed a dynamic intro. <laughs> I need something. I need something to light me. <laughs> so, Leslie, you have been getting a lot of very positive reviews. I'm Ooh. very proud of this segment. Thank you. That makes me feel good because, you know, it's not for everyone. We all understand that. I talk about some some funky, macabre kind of things, but not always. Like tonight's not really necessarily going to be gross, I don't think. Well, not gross, no. No, 
Yeah. It's scary, but it's not gross. But, but luckily, we've got more gross ones coming up. We do. Well, you know. <laughs> it is what we love to do. <laughs> it is called the fear factor so, or the fear of the week. Fear factor, fear of the week. Yeah. Same thing, right? Yeah. You may, you may want to know what your segment's called. Yeah. Fear factor is gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eating all the bugs. Can you guys imagine? <gasps> I could no, never no, watch no, it. I can't no. do it. I couldn't do it. Couldn't watch it. I had a yeah. hard time watching Naked was... and Afraid. But see, <laughs> yeah. here's the thing that I never got on Fear Factor. To, to sit there and eat a raw, you know, I don't care, animal liver or something, that's not a fear. That's just gross. That's not a fear factor. That's more of a gross factor. That's true. I'm not scared of eating, eating a, a raw organ. It's just disgusting. That's not a scare thing. Well, I'm yeah. I'm scared of that. Yeah, I'd be kind of, girls are kind of, I'm scared of that. I don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I said I don't consider it a fear. Well. I consider it a severe dislike or something. <laughs> severe <laughs> dislike. Well, yeah. If I was to, t- if, if I was to t- set both of you down and say, list the top hundred things you're scared of, you would, none of y'all would list that. Well, no, because we're humans. We wouldn't yeah. think to right, do that. Right, you wouldn't think to. So, but that's what I'm saying, though. So it's not necessarily a fear. It's well, something you wouldn't want things. to do, but that's they not They had fear. other things, like putting you in, you know, a thing with no, all the cockroaches. No, that's what I'm saying. Those things just, are fine, like putting yeah, people but they're in so a coffin gross. with rats crawling over them and yeah. stuff. Yeah, the, but the fear of what it tastes like and the fear of things crawling in my mouth still alive, that's, oh, yes. no, 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 no. I'm, I'm with you on that. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't like that. That's not good for us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what do you got on the agenda for tonight, Liz? Well, you know, I have been getting, or actually I did get a request from, let me look it up because I have their names right here, from Angie Smith and Joshua Wallen. A while back, they wanted me to do a segment on Ouija boards and possibly the Ouija board demon, Zozo. I've got a double feature tonight. All right. <laughs> So, Get it, girl. so everybody buckle up. So listen, okay, we're going to do a little history real quick. Now, the Ouija board was introduced on July 1st of 1890. And at the time, it was regarded just a parlor game. And it was not related to the occult. It wasn't even related to that at all until an American spiritualist, Pearl Curran, she popularized that phrase during and used it as like a divining tool during the World War One spiritualist movement. I don't know if you knew anything about that, either one of you, but that was a big thing in the late 1800s, early 1900s. There was this big spiritual movement. In fact, the Winchester widow was all into that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. If you, yeah. And, and the ahead. Fox sisters, they, they, made, they yes. brought it to the forefront. Yes. So that's when it became just regarded like an occult and that, you know, and, and regarded as negative. And it, because before that, it really wasn't anything terrible. And one thing that I want to talk to you guys, you know, is it, is it, is it dangerous? It kind of depends. Here's the deal. Everybody thinks, oh my gosh, don't use a Ouija board. It can open up other portals. And hey, I'm not saying it can't because I don't really play with them. I don't have a desire. But if I were to do it, to me, And from what my friend Vanessa, and you both know who Vanessa is, we, Mm -hmm. you know, she said it's nothing really different than using, you know, the the tool to get EVPs, to take recordings, to use a divining rod. All of those types of things are still conjuring up spirits. So you don't really have to be so afraid of the Ouija board. 
Now, that said, you do have to be cautious and careful and respectful of yourself and who you think you're trying to conjure up or talk to or communicate with. I mean, you have to. It's not, this is not toy time, play time. As, because it was a parlor game and kind of geared around kids, people think, gosh, what were they thinking? But it wasn't t- until that woman introduced it as a negative that it became anything, you know, sadistic or occult-like. So does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And, yeah. I, and I think a lot of it, and, and this might be something you're going to cover, so I hope I'm not stepping on your toes. No. <laughs> but I think I, I think a lot of it um, had to do with The Exorcist. I think that's really when people started looking negatively towards uh, Ouija boards, were, at least in the uh, uh, from a social standpoint, mm-hmm. society after The Exorcist, oh my God, that's the, the, all this happened because of the Ouija board. And I think that had a lot to do with the, uh, the, the look on it. Yeah, it, it no, I think it had a lot to do with it because it sensationalized it. That's just what it did. It and everybody started recognizing, wait a minute, what is this? What happens with this? Oh, and anytime you put a raggedy and doll in a movie and it's and it's, you know, all of a sudden it's whatever that doll is, not um not Albert, what Annabelle. was the, Annabelle. Yes, I'm sorry. Um and all of a sudden it's 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 wait. an evil thing, you know? Um Did it, did you say did you say Alfred? I didn't. I, I didn't say Alfred. <laughs> Who was the? What was is Al, Al, What was the doll um, that you just saw in, in the keys? What the? I oh, cannot, Robert the doll. Robert the doll. I could not. I cannot. Uh-huh. I could not remember his name. You guys, you tripped me up on this man. Um, anyway, so. <laughs> but like I said, I. The thing is, you you just have to be be careful with anything you do. Like if you guys go on any kind of ghost hunting investigation and you use a recorder, you use a divining rod, you use a Ouija board, you really do have to be careful with those kinds of things because it really is all about intent. If you have good intent and, and only want good things to come through and you say that and you really truly mean it, you probably have a good chance of good things coming through I'm not saying you I'm not saying it's never going to be bad but I can't imagine it's like gun ghost hunters or any kind of those places or any of those places that say hey you know used they we're gonna we're gonna make them mad and see if we can get some response remember how they used to do that and it's just not good nothing ever good Mm -hmm. comes from it it's the same thing it's all about intent so I don't necessarily think it's a negative thing now as far as Zozo as far as I could tell, well, I don't even think he's real. I know that sounds like he's got to be real. All these people say he's real. No, no, not really. What happened was Darren Evans, he wrote something about contacting Zozo. And he claimed that he was the first that had some kind of encounter with this demon Ouija board, you know, Zozo demon. And, you know, he talked about it going flying across the room. He Oh, he also talked about it spelling its name out over and over again. Just all the things. The planchette was just going crazy, spelling out the word hell, you're going to hell, all these horrible things. And then all these other people started talking about it. Then the film in 2012 came out, and that sensationalized it, just like the Ouija board was sensationalized in The Exorcist. And now you have Zozo the demon that's everybody's so afraid of. It's, I don't even think it's real. In fact, Vanessa agrees with me. So there. 
Well, that's very disappointing. I know. <laughs> I was really hoping there would be a, a this... demon that would drag us to hell. From... Well, well, you know, on Ghost Hunter, Zach Baggins, you know, he even tried to uh, contact the demon. So if that tells you anything, that, yeah. <laughs> and that did, that wasn't successful either. Although they may have acted like it was successful. They have some tricks and whatever up their sleeves. But you're going to contact who you intent, uh, what your intent is, and who you want to contact, or maybe you won't. I mean, it really depends on whatever the situation is. Spirit isn't predictable. It, none of it is. Well, goodness. I know. Well, it is what it is. It is what it is. And it, hey, it's one of those things where you just you just have to be, you do have to be very careful. You have to protect yourself. And, you know, it's not a joke. You have to be very respectful for a spirit. Because as far as I can tell, from what I've had any experience with people that have passed on, there's still people. And I would only, it's not like you're going to walk into a house and go, hey, jerks, talk to me. I'm here now, <laughs> you know. And they're just like, uh, really? You just walked in my house and you're acting like that? They're just like anybody else. You treat them with respect. You go into someone's house and you treat them with respect. So that's my take on it. So what is, uh, have you talked to Vanessa about the art of closing out a Ouija board and the importance or her her viewpoint on, on that aspect of it? Not like in depth, but I do know that you have to say, you know, I, I don't, I'm not saying specifically, but something about I'm closing this session. You have the planchette in your hand and you say, okay, good night or goodbye. And you, you, make it go to goodbye and then you close out the, the board. I'm sure there's way better ways of saying that. I'm sure she has way better, but she doesn't, she doesn't mess with them. She doesn't use them either. Gotcha. So yeah, she's from what she's told me and from what I've researched, it can open portals and those are not good. So for some reason, I don't know if it's because you can spell with these and it's a different kind of thing that you can use tool. as a, a tool. Yes. Thank you. I, I, I think that's why you just have to be very careful. So I think I think I usually close out by like it's last call at a bar, something like, you know, hey, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Th- there you go. That's a, a, uh, the you official know. way to do it or not. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You take a shot and then you say, OK, we're all done now. Let's go to the bar. <laughs> Yeah, we use we use a shot glass as the planchette, so that's kind of well, you know, whatever it know. takes, as long as you can get there. We got one, <laughs> we got one of those shot glasses that has the boobs on it, so you know, it's like point with the left boob if it's a yes, and point to the, with the right boob if it's a no. Oh that's how we my use gosh, it. boy, Tracy, 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 you are married to that. <laughs> I know every day, every how day, lucky is she every day. <laughs> Well, Leslie, thanks so much for joining us and filling us in on Zozo and uh, some Ouija board knowledge. Yeah, that's really interesting. Well, thank you for having me on another episode. And I'm so glad people are liking my Fear of the Weeks. And this one wasn't as fun because, you know, I took the fear right out of it. But I'll put the fear right back in next week, I promise. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, babe. Okay, I'll see myself out. So, Kristen, what are your thoughts on Ouija boards? Good, bad, indifferent? Well, I ain't touching one nowadays, now that I know what it can do. But I do have a Ouija board story. Okay. Um, Mom probably doesn't remember this, because this was like... More than last week? (laughs) Yeah, no. It was when I was... I think I was in the sixth grade, maybe? Um, So we had a Ouija board. Like, just, you know, I don't even know how we got it or whatever so um, my best friend Jenny and I were playing on it but we didn't know like what 
it signified. You know, we just was, so we asked, um, who am I going to marry? Like questions like that. And um, so we're all into it. And I'm like, who am I going to marry? And it spelled out Frank. And then all of a sudden the house phone rang. And we were like, ah! And then we stopped. (laughs) So Frank, if you're out there, (laughs) I'm still waiting. Maybe that's the guy's name that commented. Yeah, what if it was? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Hashtag soulmates. (laughs) But no. (laughs) That's the only story I have, though. But no, now that I know more about them, mm -mm. no way, Jose. Good. All right, guys. We will see you next week. Peace out.